right? Take self out of the world and life and put Jesus in his place, right? Take self out. You know, get, get rid of all the stuff that, that is hindering us and handicapping us spiritually. Put Jesus in that place. In Deuteronomy 32, in verse 3, For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are just. A God of faithfulness and without injustice, righteous and upright is he, the rock. Isaiah 44, please. The rock. The emphasis in Isaiah 44 in regards to uh, idolatry and, and the wickedness of evil. But the emphasis is placed by God in an amazing way. Listen to what Isaiah 44 and verse 8 says to us. The Bible says, Do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Have I not long since announced it to you and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there any God beside me? Or is there another rock? I know of none. It's nice when God tells you, right? Turn to Isaiah 26. Is there another rock? Is there another God? Absolutely not. Idol gods, idolatry, they're not gods. They're nothing. They're meaningless. Isn't it amazing that humans have found a way to take that which is meaningless and make it important? An idol God. How do we do that? Take self out of the picture, brother. and Put Jesus there. Isaiah 26 and verse 4. Trust in the Lord. Forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. Y'all know who that is, right? First Corinthians 10. I know you've read it time and time again. In verse 4. And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from the spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was. Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords. Psalm 24. He is is the God of, the God of glory. Our great and awesome God. Is God awesome? Is God amazing? Yeah. Psalm 24, verse 10. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Psalm 29, in verse 3. The Bible says, The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many Waters. So who is the King of Glory? Who is the Lord of Glory? Y'all know the answer, right? First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 8. 
Jesus. Yahweh. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 8. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Isn't it great? I love the connections. You know, those... Maury mentioned that in, in our focus a little bit. The connections in this, go to Joel, by the way, in the scriptures, these, these little nuggets, you know, where they just, they just connect over and over and over and over again. And as they connect, they, the little pieces, the nuggets you get from the scriptures are so powerful. Allowing God to define himself is even more powerful. Giving us an understanding, a better understanding or should I say equipping us with a better understanding of the Godhead and, and who God really is and how he is to be revered in our hearts and minds always. Joel 2 in verse 32. And it will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord, Yahweh, will be delivered for Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. There will be those who escape. As the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. We find that same refrain, that same scripture found in Acts chapter 2 and uh, verse 21. As uh, Peter is up and he's proclaiming uh, the, the majestic uh, law of God. And he says in Acts 2 and verse 21, speaking of Joel's prophecy. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, Yahweh, shall be saved. So imagine being there that day. Turn to Romans 10. And you hear this message. And they say, if you call on the name of Yahweh, Jehovah, if you call on the name of God, you shall be saved. And all the people standing around and listening to this powerful message. How could you refuse on the day of Pentecost? And yet, sadly enough, so many refuse to heed the call of God. In Romans 10 and verse 10, For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call upon him. For whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Why aren't people calling on God's name? You say, well, well, preacher, how how do you do that? I, I love talking to folks. Acts twenty two, please, and and we talk about this this call, and I and I, I ask, well, what you know, what what type of call is it? You know, what do, what do we say? That's always a good question. What do we say when we call? Do we do we? I mean, do we scream loudly? How do we call on the name? Of the Lord. How do you do that exactly? Don't you love it when the Bible defines its own terms? Acts 22, verse 16. Paul, referring back to his salvation, he says, And now why do you delay? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Calling on his name. That's how you call. See, God doesn't want you to call. God says, I'll take care of that. And that's what baptism is all about. God takes care of it. We have to surrender. We have to come. We have to obey. But God takes care of it all. 
Well, preacher, you got to say something, right? Well, yeah, but you don't have to actually verbally say anything. First Peter chapter 3. Now, I know we have to confess his name, but confessing his name does not save us. We're talking about salvation. And in salvation, you get to speak without saying a word. It's like the judgment day. Right? On the judgment day, being God's child, that says enough. Being his child, obedient child, on the day of judgment day, if, if Satan tries to accuse us, or if there were a question asked, isn't it great that the Savior will step up and say, he's mine. He's all right. I've reconciled him. Wow. Yahweh. Thank you, God. When we make an appeal to God for salvation, you make the appeal through the watery grave of baptism. There's no other way. Listen to what it says. First Peter 3 and verse 21. And corresponding to that, baptism now saves you. It is not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you appeal to God, you're going down in that water. God not only cleanses our souls, you can have a good conscience. Because you know now you are one with God. You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And you walk with Jesus until the day you leave this earth. Have you surrendered to Christ in the waters of baptism? Have you made that good confession? Have you called on his name? Have you submitted to Jehovah, God? And this morning, if you are struggling in your faith and you would like prayers made on your behalf, what's holding you back from bringing your needs to Yahweh? If there's anything we can do for you, please make it known while together we stand and sing our song of invitation. Care not today what tomorrow may bring, if sunshine, sunshine or rain. But the Lord I know is of everything, and all of my worry is vain. Living by faith, in Jesus above, trusting come by.